Before we get started today, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you looking to find more freedom and flexibility in your life with type 1 diabetes? Are you looking to increase your confidence and decrease your stress? If so, I want to invite you to join the Diabetes Psychologist membership. When you join, you'll get weekly sessions with me where we'll have master classes, diabetes and mental health question and answer sessions, and hot seat coaching sessions. You'll also get monthly behavioral challenges, a comprehensive resource library, and a private Facebook community. To learn more, go to thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash membership. That's thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash membership. And I can't wait for you to become a part of the Diabetes Psychologist membership community. And now onto this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. You know, mental health is such a broad term, right? It's this umbrella term for um, another part of health that is not always focused on with diabetes management. So we get so, there's such a strong focus by our doctors and by, um, you know, our nutritionists or our diabetes educators. And for good reason, like f- diabetes is a condition that impacts our physical health and we have to take care of our physical health. And at the same time, mental health, and Allison and I have talked about this a lot, um, this mental health component, it doesn't always mean somebody is clinically depressed or or clinically um, you know, diagnosed with clinical, like clinical level anxiety. And they could be. Um, but there's these day-to-day um psychological components, these day-to-day components that impact our management. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. I love talking to other mental health professionals who specialize in diabetes. It really brings me joy, especially when they're doing really cool things. And on this episode of the podcast, my guests are Allison Nemlos and Sarah Adams. Allison and Sarah are both therapists living with type 1 diabetes who work with people with type 1 diabetes. And they are putting on the first ever Diabetes and Mental Health Conference. This virtual conference, which will take place on May 20th and 21st, will be all about diabetes and mental health, with topics ranging from diabetes distress, eating disorders, perfectionism, and so much more. In this conversation, we talk all about Sarah and Allison's work, and especially about the conference, and what you can take away from attending this conference. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope this conference sparks your interest in learning more about diabetes mental health and taking action. Here's my conversation with Allison and Sarah. Allison and Sarah, I'm so glad you're here today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Thank Thank you you so so much much for for having having us. Yeah, so as we get started, I want to hear a little bit about the two of you, um, your background, the work that you're doing right now, and um, how people can understand the importance of diabetes and mental health from your perspective. 
So Sarah, why do you start? So um, I'm Sarah Adams. I'm a licensed clinical social worker in New York. I was diagnosed with type one diabetes. So more specifically LADA when I was 32 years old. So I'm an adult onset type one. Um, I have, I was in the mental health field already before I was diagnosed with diabetes and um, really had a very kind of strong wake up call to the need of the mental health, kind of the gaps within the mental health side of diabetes after I got diagnosed. So my specializations are in PTSD and trauma. I do a lot of work with the trauma community, but really started branching out my work after I got diagnosed to to work with more people with diabetes and autoimmune disease and and chronic illness. So um, I own a a group therapy practice in Rochester, New York, um, which is kind of in the Western part of of New York, um, but have since started kind of more of an additional coaching and consulting um, work as well through um, reframe diabetes. So I'm kind of working through both of those aspects right now for the therapy and the coaching side of diabetes. Um, so that's a little about my background and I'm, you know, I, I really, I think a a big thing for me was I, I, you know, I lived my entire life without any health issues. And then all of a sudden kind of had all these struggles of transition and realized there was I mean, very, very limited support for that. And so that was, you know, that's really kind of where my passion area started with, 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 with this community and and all this work with why mental health is so important to the diabetes community. Great. How about you, Allison? Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. So I am a uh, licensed associate marriage and family therapist in Minnesota. Um, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at age 8, so the classic child with diabetes. Um, And I uh, started getting involved in the diabetes community um, in late in high school and in in college. I worked, uh, worked, um, volunteered um, with JDRF um, as a Children's Congress delegate and just got more and more involved in the community. I started blogging about diabetes and um, was a patient advocate. Eventually, I started. professionally writing about diabetes, um, attending conferences and covering that for diabetesmine.com and some of the other um, diabetes publications. And as I spent time doing that, I began really having this, this urge, this desire to um, impact people's lives more directly. I, I was sort of writing about diabetes and then kind of sending it out into the universe and and hoping it was impacting somebody, but never really knowing what anybody thought about it or, or how it was really, if it was changing anyone's lives. Um, and so I decided to go back to school, um, to work with people with diabetes at, at, and at first I thought I was going to go kind of the classic route of becoming just a diabetes educator. Um, and as I was exploring those options, I, I started thinking more and more about mental health. Um, I actually met you, Mark, before I went back to school. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. having lunch in San Diego that one time. Um, and so that was, you know, you were part of that kind of journey, figuring that out. And I have a couple other colleagues who um, work 
um, in mental health and diabetes and really kind of realizing, you know, why do I want to work in diabetes? What's the point of, of going back to school and, and doing all this stuff? And I realized that it wasn't necessarily because I just wanted to be able to, you know, adjust people's basal rates or teach them card counting. It was that I really wanted to help people to feel better while they lived with diabetes, that diabetes is so hard and so challenging and so taxing and so confusing and scary and isolating. And it was, I realized it was all mental, mental health and uh, completely switched gears um, and decided to get my master's in marriage and family therapy, which I did because I learned about this, this concept, this sort of subfield of medical family therapy, um, which is really focused on on this uh, systems perspective of, of uh, um, chronic illness and, and mental health, kind of that diabetes doesn't just affect the person with it. It affects the whole family unit, couples, parents, children. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of my, my professional journey. And then of course that this all has played out, you know, personally as well. And so I, I feel like I benefit, you know, I benefit greatly from, from the work that everyone does and that, and that I do. Um, and it's been really amazing to see the, um, changes in the conversation around um, mental health. People are certainly talking about it a lot more, I think, than they ever did when I was growing up. Um, it's, it's really, we're really pushing for it now. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things about being in this present time with diabetes is that mental health is an integral part of that conversation. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys about the event that you're putting on because if you know me, you know that my perspective on mental health and diabetes is that, you know, there are some people who need to see a therapist. There's some, some people who need to see one of us for the diabetes challenge. But that's a pretty small minority of people in my experience. But everyone with diabetes needs something. And I'm really excited. And that's how I think about my work is how do we offer those people the something that they need at the time that they need it? And so the conference that you guys are putting on really, I think, fits that need. It fits that model of how do we get people what they need in a way that doesn't necessarily involve therapy. And so uh, that's my way of prefacing, prefacing you to be able to introduce um, the event that you're putting on in May. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the event and what it is, what it involves and how it came about in your minds? Yeah. Um, no, and I definitely want to, yeah, piggyback just like Sarah, I also, and you, I also do um, health coaching as well. And so yeah, this, there's sort of a spectrum of, of needs that people have around, um, that, you know, psychosocial impact that diabetes has in, in our lives. And, and some people, I have a lot of coaching clients who will say, you know, I already have a therapist, um, for other issues and they just want kind of a little bit about, about diabetes, or they want to just be able to think about, um, their diabetes in kind of a different, um, more, kind of holistic frame than maybe what they're getting either through their, you know, their therapist or their endocrinologist or their diabetes educator. And I certainly think we, the three of us fit that really well. The conference um, really came, you know, honestly, so I covered a lot of conferences. I, I go to a lot of conferences. I, I've spoken at a number of JDRF summits on diabetes and mental health. And I just kept leaving going, 
I'm the only session or, or attending something. And there's like one mental health session. And, and as a speaker going, okay, I have 45 minutes to shove everything into, you know, into, um, and, and, and I just started thinking we need to devote more time. There's not enough time to talk about everything that we could talk about, um, at, at these events. And so I started thinking about it and, and networking with, with different, um, therapists with diabetes. Um, and yeah, and eventually approached, um, Sarah last fall saying, okay, I think I thought I was, you know, I, I had just come back from maternity leave and I was like, okay, I think I can finally devote some, some time, uh, to putting on an event. It was something that again, I'd wanted to do for a a long time and it, it just wasn't the right time. And Sarah, jumped on board. And, and so now we're doing this, um, day and a half event uh, in May, May 20th and 21st. And it is, as far as anybody's told us, this is, and that we've been able to see, this is the first conference where all of the sessions are fully dedicated to the impact that diabetes has on mental health and emotional health. Um, and we're just really excited about it. I mean, couldn't, couldn't be more proud of what this event is, is turning into. And we can't wait for people to see it. I think too, um, kind of also piggybacking off of that. I, you know, I think to what you said a, a little bit ago, Mark, there's, you know, mental health is such a broad term, right? It's this umbrella term for, um, another part of health that is not always focused on with diabetes management. So we get so, there's such a strong focus by our doctors and by, um, you know, our nutritionists or our diabetes educators. And for good reason, like diabetes is a condition that impacts our physical health and we have to take care of our physical health. And at the same time, mental health and Allison and I have talked about this a lot, um, this mental health component, it doesn't always mean somebody is clinically depressed or, or clinically, um, you know, diagnosed with clinical, like clinical level anxiety. And they could be, um, but there's these day-to-day, um, psychological components, these day-to-day components that impact our management of, of these chronic conditions. So things like burnout and, um, the, you know, kind of the stresses that go into, uh, you know, I, I think like yesterday I had a session coming up and I realized my pump was lower on insulin than I realized it was. And I'm sitting there like basically changing my insulin pump 30 seconds before a virtual session started. Right. So these things that are like, we don't think of it as mental health, but it's these added stresses that, um, come a lot financial stress. Um, kind of dismissiveness sometimes that we feel by, um, people who might not understand diabetes or people we depend on and, um, you know, don't feel like we can fully connect with at times. And so there's a lot isolation, you know, there's all these things that impact the day to day. And I think that's a big piece that we really want to kind of emphasize with this conference too, is this doesn't mean you have to have a diagnosable mental health issue or condition to come to the conference. It's, we really just want to kind of like normalize this idea that this is another part of diabetes management. This is another part of what it, what life with diabetes looks like. And 
And we, you know, I think highlighting that is a, is a big deal to us to, to get that information out there and advocate for that and, um, and educate people, you know, educate people on how, how to, how to really work with that. If someone were to come to the conference, what would, what could they expect for the, in that day and a half? What can they expect to see? What can they expect to learn? And how can they expect to interact with other people with diabetes? So we have two tracks, Allison, I can let you maybe go through like the, the details of the sessions, but we have two tracks, um, for, so we have people with diabetes, um, that will come. And then we also are catering some sessions to, uh, providers, diabetes providers and caregivers and partners. So basically support people of, of people with diabetes, um, so we have it outlined throughout the day. We have some keynote speakers and we have, um, several education, basically educational sessions that start Friday, Eastern time, Friday, late afternoon, um, that go into Friday evening and then all day Saturday. Um, so May 20th and 21st, and then those will cover a lot of topics. And then we have some breakout sessions where people can sit and get into some more conversation about about those sessions. Um, Allison, I don't know if you want to kind of outline what some of those topics are. Yeah. So on the, um, on the patient track, we are covering, um, a lot of favorites. So we've got diabetes, distress, um, perfectionism, um, mindfulness, and, uh, also, um, self-compassion. And then on the uh, provider track, we are talking about uh, sort of a general like diabetes psychology, um, just how mental health impacts or how diabetes impacts mental health for those providers or caregivers who may be unaware of sort of what that interaction looks like clinically. And then we also have some sessions on adolescent mental health and, and caregiver mental health, basically. Um, we also have a session on helping people to find a therapist um, because that is a question I get all the time is how do I find somebody who is competent in diabetes? So we have um, a, a speaker who's going to be highlighting that challenge. Um, and that session is really open to everyone because, you know, people with diabetes are looking for therapists. Caregivers are looking for a therapist for either themselves or their child and providers are looking for referrals. So how do we how do we look at that? Um, and then for everyone, we have a special panel um, that uh, both tracks will be going to on the um, intersection of uh, diabetes and eating disorders. And so we have um, Dr. Ann Goble-Fabri, um, who's out of Boston, um, Asha Brown, who's the executive director of We Are Diabetes, who's in recovery from an eating disorder. Um, and then we have um, another uh, health psychologist from BYU and a registered dietitian from Washington who will be joining us to kind of round things out. And um, yeah, we're really excited about um, that um, panel in particular because that I think is definitely um, a topic that is, you know, again, whether or not you have something diagnosable, I think everyone understands that our relationship with food is a little bit different than everyone else's relationship with food. Um, you know, so we're, we're really happy that we have that. Our keynote speakers are amazing. I want to highlight that. Um, we have our welcome keynote speaker is, um, Jiggy Yoon. She is a, uh, 
T1D diagnosed in college. She's a motivational speaker. Um, she has dealt with um, depression and self-harm throughout her life. And she has um, kind of developed this sort of like platform uh, vulnerability is dope that we love and really embrace. Um, I think that's what makes the diabetes community so special is because we are also vulnerable with each other. Um, and that's how we, I think, connect and, and feel supported is through that. So, uh, she'll be speaking Friday night and then doing a meet kind of a meet and greet virtual meet and greet after. And then on um, Saturday morning, Dr. Bill Polanski, um, clinical director of the Behavioral Diabetes Institute, will be our main keynote speaker. And we are super thrilled that he um, is joining us for this event. Um, so those are really the highlights from kind of a, a programming standpoint for the speakers. And then in addition, like Sarah said, there are on Friday night um, and then Saturday um, around lunch, there's going to be some... Uh, kind of Zoom breakout rooms um, that are going to be based on either demographic or topic um, that people who um, are looking to meet others who either have a similar um, issue or interest in an issue um, or who want to kind of meet others like, like them. So we'll have like a room for um, newly diagnosed um, people with diabetes. Um, we'll have a room for um, people of color. Um, so we're really wanting this to feel like a very, a very inclusive event. You know, that's really what I want people to walk away from. You asked this earlier, what I want people to leave the event is I want people to leave the event feeling validated and supported. That's, that's what I want for people. I hope we accomplish it. I mean, awesome. we're certainly working towards that. Yes. Awesome. And if we have caregivers and healthcare providers listening to this podcast and they want to join you, what do you hope that they can walk away from this event with? The same. Um, and I think also maybe some clarity around maybe things that they are watching in their patients or their children or their teenagers, but don't quite have language around that maybe they can see these things, but don't quite understand why they're happening. Um, and it can be, it, it's a hard, it is a hard experience being a caregiver. I mean, my children don't have diabetes, but I am a, care, a caregiver to little ones. And it's hard not knowing how they're feeling or, or how to support them. And so I hope parents um, and providers will, will, will walk away with tools and, and resources to, to help themselves and to help them help their, their loved one. Awesome. I think from, from the diabetes provider perspective too, to, um, I, I think exactly what you said, Allison, this, like the clarity piece is so important. Um, you know, because diabetes, the focus has been so much on that physical management component. Um, I think a lot of people within the diabetes community get, um, they struggle because they don't realize there's there are is language and there are words for some of the things they're struggling with. So, you know, diabetes burnout is a great example where um, it might look like depression, but it's you know so a, a doctor can sit and do like a PHQ nine right, which is like a a brief depression inventory, and they might meet criteria for that when when really you know maybe it is depression, but sometimes it, it's it's how do we learn about burnout? How do we learn about this thing that's 
so normal within the diabetes community, but it, it, I think it leads to a lot of isolation, um, for people who don't quite understand it or, or see how it, how it kind of plays out in the day to day. Um, just like a very brief other example, like I, I'm like diabetes perfectionism, I think is a big, like kind of a, uh, where sometimes language gets a little complicated and complex where, you know, a doctor might with very well intent, very well intended will say, you know, we need to get your A1C this way. And you may be talking to somebody who's already very high anxiety, very high perfectionism, very high, um, like really wants to please and do things right. And it's actually kind of feeding or enabling this, this issue that's, that's creating a lot more problems. And so I think really kind of highlighting some of these struggle areas that, um, people might see, but not always exactly what Allison said, maybe see, but, but doesn't have people not really have having the language for, and really putting some clarity to that, I think would be wonderful, (laughs) you know, super helpful for everybody. How can people find out more information about this conference and sign up if they're interested? So the website is um, dmhconference.vfairs.com. So DMH is diabetes mental health. So dmhconference.vfairs.com. There's a link on there that clicks to our registration page. Um, The website's um, kind of growing as the conference is getting closer. So, um, there's an outline of like the agenda and the speakers and FAQs, and there's our email addresses on there. Um, so I would encourage everyone to go to that website. We're also really highlighting a lot on social media. So our Instagram, we have an Instagram page specifically for this conference, which is DMH conference, um, where we're posting updates and things like that. So, um, and then we have it tiered. So we're in the early bird, um, registration phase right now till April 3rd is the last day. And then the, the prices are going to start going up. So we really, we're really encouraging people to, um, like get their tickets, get registered, um, early registration. We have swag bags for people, um, that are going to get sent out to their house from some of our diabetes sponsors, just different diabetes goodies and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd encourage everyone to go to the website. All of our social media stuff is on there. Um, and all the details of the conference are on there. Um, and I will make sure that I put the website and the social media and your guys' handles um, in the show notes so people can follow you, get a hold of you, and learn more about the conference. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's great. Before we before we go today, I want to ask you both um, to give me the best piece of advice that you would give somebody who is struggling with the mental health conditions of diabetes. Um, how would you, what advice would, they, would you give them just very briefly? Sarah, I'm going to start with you. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to go back to this, like normalizing. I, I think that is so, and I think this is coming from my perspective as an adult onset, like this, like the struggle's real and it's normal. Right. And I think it's, um, I, I, I think that of mental health in general, but like, these are day-to-day things that a lot of people with diabetes struggle with. And I think if we can give ourselves some grace once in a while, um, really kind of slow ourselves down, um, 
have, you know, kind of get, yeah, give ourselves some grace, have acceptance. Like, you know, uh, I think sometimes it, it gets, becomes very easy to want to like fight against our diagnoses and, um, you know, really kind of working with it, I think is, is very important. And that comes with education and care and, um, being informed and, using the community to, to work together to really kind of normalize and, and, um, keep each other, you know, support each other and give ourselves some, some self-compassion and grace. Great. What about you, Allison? Um, that's a great question. So, uh, I think a couple of things briefly, one is, uh, therapy. Um, I do think therapy is, uh, as somebody who used to be actually, resistant to therapy, um, did not think it was going to help, did not see the point. Uh, just talking and getting an outside perspective is amazing. Um, so finding, finding a therapist, um, and in that same vein, I think also not being afraid if your therapist doesn't have diabetes. Um, I certainly see the appeal of having a diabetic therapist. That's why I am one. Um, but I also have worked with therapists who didn't have my shared life experience and it was still a super powerful, um, experience. And I would, I would hate for people to be waiting, um, or to not seek care if they need it. Um, because, they can't find that unicorn of, um, you know, a diabetic therapist that's, you know, near them or takes their insurance or is in their state. Um, there are a lot of barriers to, to mental health. Um, there are a lot of barriers to finding a, a diabetes therapist right now. Um, we're hoping to solve some of that um, slowly through this conference and, and having providers coming to our event. Um, but, you know, in lieu of that, I just... Uh, I, I would hate for people to be, you know, s- s- waiting it out or, or sitting out um, when, you know, there are really amazing therapists who, who genuinely want to help and who genuinely can, they can help. Mm-hmm. That's great advice from both of you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for putting on this conference. I'm sure it's going to be absolutely amazing. And I look forward, I look forward to hearing all about it once it's done. Thank Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks for having us. You bet. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, do me a favor. Hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or review. That helps me get the word out about this podcast so others can benefit. Also, if you have a friend with type 1 diabetes who would enjoy this podcast, please let them know about it. Send them a text or an email with a link to the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I always love hearing from my listeners. Please feel free to send me an email to mark at thediabetespsychologist.com or send me a DM on Instagram at thediabetespsychologist. And of course, be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time 
for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.